Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Block Talk. My name is Cody Bourne, and today I'm joined by Samson Mao, who is the uh, Chief Strategy Officer of Blockstream. Welcome to the show, Samson. Thanks, Cody. Uh, so you are um, running a company called uh, Blockstream. So I know that a lot of people are aware of what Bitcoin is, but probably not of a lot. Not a lot of the audience have ever used Bitcoin or are like too deeply familiar with it. So maybe right. could you? I think I think a lot of misconceptions. Um, there are a lot of misconceptions around like where Bitcoin's intrinsic value comes from. So in in your uh, mind, where where does the value of a Bitcoin come from? Well, I think the value comes from social consensus. There was a segment recently on uh, 60 Minutes, and they're asking that question: Why is Bitcoin valuable? And I think the answer the person gave was: uh, We decide it is, and that's kind of true. Uh, you know, social consensus is what drives value for a lot of monies. Why does gold have value? Well, yes, you could use it for uh, jewelry or something, but largely we decide it's valuable uh, for various reasons. So for gold, it's shiny, it doesn't rust, and you can make things out of it. Mm -hmm. For Bitcoin, it's valuable because it's uncensorable. No one can block your transaction, your Bitcoin transaction. Uh, you can store value in it. A lot of people think, well, it's so volatile, how can you store value? But if you look at Bitcoin on a longer time horizon, like say two years, if you bought it two years ago, you'd be up four times. I think that's a pretty good store of value. But a lot of the media focus on, you know, a month ago or a week ago, yeah. and they sensationalize a lot of that. But it really is just social consensus. We decide it has value, therefore Bitcoin has value. But I think there are applications for Bitcoin even in developed nations too, mm -hmm. because it is really easy to transact in Bitcoin. It doesn't uh, close on the weekend or holidays. Um, you know, if you've done an international wire, you, you'll know that there are a lot of pain points and there are high fees to transact over a wire transfer network. So it's like 15 to 20, sometimes $30 on the sender side yeah. and on the receiver side. And for Bitcoin, you can move hundreds of millions of dollars for you know, a dollar. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and also, um, there's this <clears throat> new innovations coming out with the Lightning Network mm -hmm. um, on top of Bitcoin, which I think will help solve a lot of the, the, the kind of uh, problems that people have today with Bitcoin. So maybe could you talk a little bit about what Lightning Network is and, and as a user, what, what kind of what is the experience of Lightning Network? Sure. So at layer one for Bitcoin, the base layer, it is slow. There are 10 minute block times, so it's not ideal for payments. Um, People may have thought Bitcoin was good for payments when it was first out because they didn't fully understand it. But now that we have a solid grasp of how it works, we know that it's not ideal. Uh, you can have reorgs. You need to wait for several confirmations before you're confident that, that you have that finality. But for Lightning, you don't need to actually broadcast the transaction to the network and have it confirmed. Mm -hmm. You open a channel and you can route through other people on the network to make that payment. And Lightning Network removes a lot of the friction because it's instantaneous and you have very, very low fees. So is it as secure as something that's on the main Bitcoin blockchain? I think there are different use cases. So Lightning is more tailored towards small purchases. So there is a hot wallet risk. And what that means is that your keys are exposed to the internet um, for Lightning. So you wouldn't keep more money in your lightning wallet than you would in your spending wallet. So maybe a few hundred dollars. And you know, if you did lose it, you could live with that. Yeah. Very cool. And so um, you guys, uh, Blockstream, 
just announced uh, a new project uh, called Liquid Platform. Uh -huh. uh, can you describe what that is and, and kind of how it works? Right. So the Liquid Network is an inter-exchange settlement network. It's meant to link together different exchanges, uh, crypto exchanges. Mm -hmm. So you can move Liquid Bitcoin very quickly through this network. So uh, as a sidechain, you have different properties. We're anchored to Bitcoin. So to access Bitcoin in Liquid, you have to first lock up Bitcoin in the main network, and then you unlock it in Liquid. So it's always a one-to-one -one relationship. And then when you have your Bitcoins in Liquid, you have uh, the benefit of one-to-one, uh, one-minute block times, and you have confidential transactions. So you have enhanced privacy as well. Mm, interesting. Um, and I also read that uh, Liquid helps with uh, digital securities. Uh, can you describe how sure. that works? So a lot of people are interested in tokenizing securities or tokenized equity yeah. uh, or anything like that. And what you can do with Liquid is actually issue a token in the network. So we have confidential assets as well. It's uh, one of the key functions of Liquid. So in addition to Liquid Bitcoin, moving Bitcoin, you can also issue your own asset at the same level as Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So you can have a Cody coin and then you can transact that and all you need is the Liquid client. So it's very lightweight and very efficient for creating a crypto token and transacting a crypto token. Very interesting. I like the idea of Cody coin. Yeah. I, think I think I'll do it today. Great. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, thanks, Samson, for joining us on the show. Thanks, Cody. And um, as always, you can uh, find us on Twitter at MSFT Blockchain. Um, and where can they find? Where can they learn more information about uh, Blockstream? Uh, we have a Twitter as well at Blockstream, and I'm also on Twitter at Excellion. Excellent. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.